Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. It is not the strongest species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the most responsive to change. Charles Darwin. Hello, my peak performers. How are you doing today? Welcome to episode 102 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henneke Watkins Portal. Today's episode is with Pamela Wilson. Pamela is an award winning designer and marketer, a keynote speaker, a three time author, and the founder of Big Brand System, where she helps people build online businesses they love. That's very, very important. Today, we are going to be talking about the key to innovative business ideas, and that's called cross-pollination. We'll talk so much about that. Welcome, Pamela. It's so good to have you on The Entrepreneur Review. I am so glad to be here and very excited to be talking about this topic. It's one I feel very passionate about. Absolutely. Before we get into that and you sharing your passion, have you ever had any Jamaican food? Oh, yes. Mm, What Uh, have you had? uh, (laughs) I actually used to live on the Caribbean. I lived in Cartagena, Colombia. Oh. Um, So that's not the same as Jamaica at all, but some of the same ingredients like plantains and lots of beans and rice and fish and all of those things. So whenever I eat Jamaican food, I think about the time that I spent living on the Caribbean and how much I loved it. Um, Jamaican food is amazing. It I wish is. I live in Nashville, Tennessee right now, and there's not really a place mm-hmm. for me to find it. I need to look around to see if I can find some place, but yeah. I need to have Jamaican food in Jamaica. That's my right. Next thing. Yeah, you have to have it in Jamaica. And actually, Colombian food is amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's um, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it changes depending on the region, but the Caribbean region, the foods are very similar to what you find in in the islands in the Caribbean. It's a lot of the same ingredients. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. All right. So of course, we were having our pre-interview chat and I was kind of telling you how I came across an article that you wrote on copyblogger.com and I found it interesting and so our conversation today is going to be centered pretty much around that you know it's based on innovative business ideas and that cross-pollination quote-unquote theory argument that you share in that post so we thought Really thought it would be good to have a conversation with you on the entrepreneurial you about that. So let's dive into the key to innovative business ideas. So we know that coming up with business ideas can be hard and executing on it, of course, is even harder. Now, tell us about that as you've experienced. I think part of what makes coming up with ideas challenging is that we always want our idea to be different and original. And when we are really deep within our industries and maybe we have colleagues in our industries and we're reading content that's coming from people who are experts in our industries, it, it's very difficult to feel like we can be original in any way. And it can be very disheartening because we may feel like all the good ideas are already taken. Everything innovative has already been done. 
So this concept of cross-pollination can really help with that because you're pulling ideas from someplace different. You're stepping outside your own industry and looking for ideas elsewhere. One of your subtitles says, look for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> and I love your play on words, actually. Yeah, I mean, the idea is to to not saturate yourself with industry news and industry networking and just staying within your own little box. But it's to go outside and to find information from outside your usual sphere of influence. Um, and it's when you look at things from a slightly different angle, or you look at what people are doing in completely different industries and think about how you could maybe adapt that idea to your own industry, that's when things start to get interesting. We are actually in a period right now where everybody is talking about planning, you know, it's the beginning of the year and you need to be sticking to your core and so on. So you're actually recommending that we go against the grain, go against those events, those normal, I don't want to say mundane, but yes, perhaps mundane networking events that we've attended over the, you know, over the last couple of whatever period it is. And we keep going to these events in our niches. You're saying that perhaps no, try and if you're into um, online marketing, for example, perhaps you decide to go to an agri expo um, for argument's sake. Is that what you're exactly. saying? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But you know what? It's a little bit like since we talked about food, let's let's go with the food analogy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit like adding spice to food, right? So you have your your food that is providing your nutrition. So you have the things that you need to do within your industry. And I'm not saying to stop doing those things. What I think is interesting is if you add some spice that comes from elsewhere, right? So don't not go to industry conferences, attend them. But when you're making your plans, think about ways that, like you said, that you could go to an agribusiness conference or, um, you know, a conference for an industry that that is just a little bit outside of what you normally expose yourself to. And you know, we can make this pretty easy. I mean, honestly, you can just visit websites that are outside of your industry. So you might visit a website that's all about the automotive industry. Um, one thing that's happening within the automotive industry right now that's fascinating is some of the major car manufacturers are gearing up to completely remake their vehicles so they become electric rather than gasoline powered. And this is a huge change. So what can we learn from that? What can we learn from having to dismantle the way things have been done all along and reconfigure, market it differently, think about it completely differently? It's going to create a need for a new infrastructure. So if we take that whole situation and try to apply it to our own? What can we learn from that? So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's not, I mean, it could be conferences for sure, and it could be networking for sure. But sometimes it's just exposing yourself to ideas that are outside the usual realm of ideas that you kind of swim in. So it's pretty much variety is the spice of life, right? As we are keeping it spicy, variety keeping it a, a food. <laughs> yes, exactly. Variety is the spice of good business ideas, I believe. Yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. 
And we're, we're not saying, you know, you're randomly doing things. I mean, you're going to be having your stated outcome, whatever it is that you're, you're wanting to accomplish. You state that, um, have that at the very forefront of your mind so that wherever you're going, looking for ideas, you know, it's not, you know, just, just a random thing, but it's carefully thought through having an objective. And so you can measure whether your objective has been met. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if we stick with our cooking analogy, it's sort of like you're not going to add um, garlic to your um, cake, right? <laughs> I don't think. Anyway. I don't think so, maybe, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe there's maybe there's cake with garlic, but I haven't found it yet. So um, it's you know it's looking for a spice that makes sense. It's kind of going into it with an intention. I want to make an amazing cake. So where can I go and find some ideas about cake that are just different than what I'm used to? Exactly. Exactly. So the very beginning, set your intention. And then you talked about keep the innovative ideas flowing. How do we do that? Well, I, I think a lot of this is about how you can set yourself up so that you this doesn't become just a one time thing. So the idea is not that you you know, you look at different websites, maybe ones for one day, it's to keep this kind of cross pollination going on an ongoing basis in your business. And sometimes it's getting together with business owners who are in different industries. Are you familiar with mastermind groups? Oh, yes, definitely. They're amazing, right? Yes, they are. Yes, it's, it's really I mean, I've been in the same mastermind group, um, I've been in a mastermind group, I should say it hasn't, it's, it's changed a little bit and morphed over the years, but since 2004, so that's a long time. It is like it, what, it 14, has, uh, 15 years ago. Yes. Much. Mm-hmm. And it has been transformative for my business because I, on an ongoing basis, I have met with people who are outside of my industry and you put. You know, one of the components, one of the important components of a mastermind group is you show up at the group meetings with a problem or a challenge that you're dealing with and you kind of lay it on the table. You explain it to people and say, this is what I'm dealing with. Let's brainstorm around it. And when you have people at the table or the the virtual table, who are from different industries and just bring different life experience to that table, they will come up with ideas that you never would have come up with on your own because they just have a different view about things. So I, I think mastermind groups or any kind of, I mean, in the article we're talking about, I called it an informal board of directors. Exactly. So that's the idea is that you, you have these people who have different ideas and they can help you see things from, from different angles. That can be super important. So we keep the ideas flowing, you know, by through mastermind. And mastermind is just one of the great ways that we can get ideas, you know, as we try and um, innovate because that's, that's the whole idea. Well, <laughs> pun intended. That's the whole idea of coming up with an idea because you really want to, um, you know, innovate. You want, you know, you don't want to be doing more of the same. You want to be doing things differently so that you can have an edge on the competition because, you know, you're not ac- uh, operating in a vacuum. You're operating with competition. And and so it's important. What are some of the or where are some of the other places we can, you know, go for ideas? 
Well, nowadays in the world we live in, you and I haven't met in person yet, but here we are talking by Skype. So there are ways that you can get these kinds of innovative ideas and cross-pollinate virtually. You can have these conversations over Skype. There are, I, I actually have a community, it's called the Big League, and that's part of my big brand system. And that's exactly what we do within that community is we've got people from all walks of life, all walks of life who are in that community. And the one common thread that they all have is that they're trying to build online businesses. So there are people from, you know, business consultants to physical therapists to energy healers and yoga teachers, musicians, website developers. So Everybody brings a slightly different expertise and view of the world and a view of business. And what's amazing is even just within the forum, people will post a challenge and somebody from a completely different area of expertise will come in and give them advice about their challenge. And so that kind of cross-pollination can even happen in a forum environment if you find a community. It can be really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing how sometimes you what you have or what you believe to have, you know, is a is a major challenge. And you sharing share it with someone and you find, oh my gosh, they gave you an idea for a solution in such a short time. Like, you know, why did I not think about this all along, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I, I think it makes such a difference to just have a place to share those things. Because mm-hmm. one of the reasons I developed that community is, you know, I say to people, a lot of us who are building online businesses feel like we're operating from solitary confinement. Like we're just (laughs) in this little, right? We're just in this little room and we don't have a way to ask questions when we get stuck. And, and like you said, your problem can start to feel really, really big when, when you're working on your own and you don't reach out. So I think you're right. I think reaching out can make such a difference because it just, it alleviates you from having that burden. And then a lot of times you get an answer in 15 minutes and then you can move forward. So it makes a huge difference. You know what happened to me? Like, this is the weirdest thing because during the Christmas holidays, I recognize on Christmas Eve, I got an email from Apple to say that my podcast has been removed and it was for some breach. Yeah, it was for some breach that I had no idea. I mean, this is Christmas Eve and I was, I had no (laughs) idea what to do. Like I had no idea what to do. Right. And so I went to, um, a community, a Facebook community group that I'm a part of, uh, she podcasts. And by the time I got there and lay my situation in the group, in no time, I was able to find a resolve and reach out to, um, reach back out to Apple. And in, a, in, in two days or so, my podcast was reinstated. And that was like, I was in panic mode because this is my, this is my thing, you know? And, and so it just underscores the, the point that you just made, like, you know, and the point that I alluded to as well, that you have a problem and you think it's so huge and then you put it out to somebody else and it like, wow, you know, it gets solved in, in, in a moment's notice. So that's the beauty of community. Right. And it's also, I, I wonder if when you share that problem, people said, oh, yeah, they they do 
that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, other persons right? had the same problem. I thought I was special, you know? <laughs> right. You thought you were being singled out, right? You yeah. thought that they were picking on you on Christmas Eve. And and somebody probably said, oh, yeah, that's just something that happens right. sometimes. And so that's the other thing that's amazing about community is that people can put things in perspective in an instant. You just realize like, oh, OK, well, this is this is a, a, a problem that has a solution. So I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to enjoy my holiday. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah. So it happens. Small business, big ideas. That's another of the, the the point, the caption that you had in your article. We were talking about different areas of expertise. So my area of expertise really has been marketing. I My entire career, I've spent, you know, more than three decades at this point, helping people market their ideas, market their businesses, market their programs, events, all of these things. So marketing is my thing. And in the world of marketing, the only way you can really stand out is if you have a big idea that is unique. So you position yourself differently than everyone else. And like you have a solution that no one else offers. And that's one of the smartest things that you can do for your business. So that's one of the reasons that I wrote this article, because cross-pollination is a fantastic way to arrive at one of those kinds of ideas, an idea that just is slightly different than what everyone else is doing. And that will position you beautifully so that your marketing has a very unique voice that's memorable. And that's what we need in today's world. We need to be memorable. And the fact that we have small businesses and we're running small businesses, it's, you know, you're right. We don't have to have small ideas, you know, um, or business right now perhaps is defined in terms of our resources, like, you know, or, or finances and human resources, et cetera. But it does not have to be limited um, by ideas. Absolutely. I always say to people, you know, if you don't have the marketing budget of Coca-Cola, what do you have to do? You have to come up with an idea that everyone will remember because you don't have millions to put behind this idea where you're going to reinforce it on every type of media so that people don't forget it. You don't have that. You're a small business. I'm a small business. A lot of us operate in that world where we don't have millions to put behind an advertising budget that basically forces the idea on people. So what we have to do is we have to come up with an idea that people say, oh, that's a great idea. And they just remember it because they want to remember it because it's unique. And as we're talking about ideas, you know, one of the things I like to say is that we're living in the best of times, right? Everything. And I think because of that, sometimes we take it for granted because everything that we need is literally at our fingertips, right? So we have enough, right? I mean, it's like you go to the internet and it's almost like you're going into a um, a black hole because there's just so much there. It's just now for us to know how to um, effectively search, you know, understand how to search via Google. And as we have that base knowledge, as we have that base information to let that be also a spark for an even better idea or an even bigger idea. Right. Absolutely. I think so much of what we need to do nowadays is to 
filter out what we're seeing online so that we really are are kind of not overexposing ourselves to all the information that's out there. And we're really getting, we're sort of filtering or cultivating the information that we end up spending time with. Otherwise, like you said, it's like a black hole or sometimes people call it a rabbit hole. Like you fall (laughs) down the internet rabbit hole, right? Where, you know, you go looking for something and then 45 minutes it's later, you yeah. you're on this tab, and you're saying, "How did I get here? I don't even know how I ended up here." So, and yeah. that's it's a tremendous waste of time, but it's also a tremendous waste of of like mental resources that we could be really focusing on on our own businesses and our, our own ideas. So, you don't want to just give away that attention to someone who hasn't really earned it, right? You go to one link looking for something and it takes you to another. It's also good, you know, talking, you know, this is a different point, but it is also good for us to like set a, a set timeline that we want to spend researching a particular thing. So if we're going to spend an hour, that's it. But you know that you're not good. When it gets to an hour, you stop, you know, so you, you have that limited time to search for what you want. Otherwise you get lost and you don't want to do that. That is a great idea. Do you, when you do that, do you set a timer? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's a great idea. It's a great idea. It's like, okay, time to close all those tabs Mm -hmm. and get to work. work. Another thing too, even as we're we're exploring ideas and so on, because the, you know, these are ideas too that we can implement. So let me tell you what happens when I don't schedule. When I don't schedule, then I find myself feeling guilty because I'm spending this amount of time on X when I should be spending on uh, I think a similar amount of time on why, but when I schedule, mm-hmm. my mind is at ease because I know that, you know what, I'm not cheating any of my projects because I did set time to spend on this. And until this time finishes, then, you know, I only get concerned if I go over the time I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, I should have been finished with this already. I think that's a great way to handle it. And, and like you said, I mean, your mind is in a place where you're at ease. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're doing your best work when you're feeling that way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We've been having a great conversation, Pamela. I like the whole idea of this, you know, the, the idea of talking about idea, <laughs> playing yeah. on this word. Yeah. Is there any final thoughts, you know, just to wrap this up before you share your content details, as well as any resources that you have available that our people performers can be a part of? So kind of take us to a close with any final thoughts? Well, it's funny, um, you asked me to share a resource. And between the time you asked me to share a resource, and today, I developed a new resource. Ah. (laughs) and, And it fits perfectly with this conversation, because the new resource shows people how businesses get built. And I divide it into four stages, and it comes in the form of a roadmap. And the roadmap is a single sheet of paper. And this sheet of paper actually has a checklist. So you can sort of see what stage you're in and what you need to try to accomplish in that stage before you move on to the next one. And the beauty of this checklist is that when you are aware of what stage you're in, you can basically eliminate 75% of your to-do list and of the things that are distracting you and the things online that want you to pay attention to them. Because if you don't need them for that particular stage, 
you can just, like you said, I have time reserved for this. I will do this later. I'm not going to worry about it right now. And you just focus on the stage you're in. Absolutely. So <laughs> the best place to find that is to just go to bigbrandsystem.com and people will find this roadmap. It's featured very prominently on the site. If for some reason someone is listening to this five years from now and they can't find it, I created a short link so they can find it at bigbrand.info forward slash roadmap. And that will always take them to the page where they can sign up for it and I'll send it right to them. And people have loved it so far. I think it's been helpful and it's been kind of like a relief because it takes a lot of things off your plate, which is nice. Fantastic. I can't wait to see that. I want to put my hand on it as well. So thanks for that. I have been having this conversation, this amazing conversation spending time with Pamela Wilson, an award-winning designer and marketer, keynote speaker, author, founder of Big Brand System. So you've given us your website information. Do you want to also share your social media um, handles as well so that persons can connect with you there? The best way to find those actually is to just go to my website because they're all different. And so I'm afraid if I rattled them off on the podcast, it's not going to make a lot of sense, but they're all on my website. So people just go to bigbrandsystem.com. They can definitely find all the different places to connect with me right on the website. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pamela. Thank you. I really appreciate this. This has been delightful. Thank you so much. Thank you, my peak performers, for tuning in to this episode with Pamela Wilson. I look forward to connecting with you next week. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate, and review The Entrepreneur and You if you have not yet done so. And also connect with me on social media at Henneco Watkiss Porter. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good?